time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Lately, I've been thinking a good bit about forgiveness. The reason is because I've got a book that's coming out. So for the past little bit, I've been focused on the process of forgiving. That book, if you're interested, is called The Forgive Process. It actually is already out in ebook format on all the major ebook platforms. So if you like Kindle or Nook or uh, all any of the others, it's there. Uh, you can find it there. Uh, and if you're interested, it also coming is coming out in printed format in a softback edition uh, for for bookstores. That will be coming out in October. October 9th is the date. So about the time this comes out, it will be available in your bookstore. The book is called The Forgive Process and gives you a six-step process of letting go and moving forward. The reason I wrote it is because I realized that so many people are stuck because of things that have happened that they can't let go of. And part of the reason we can't let go of it is because we have some myths about forgiveness. And I talk about the myths in the book, and then I lay out the six different strategies. But then I looked at it from the other perspective, and I want to bring in that other side of it. What if you're the one who did something? What if you're the one who did something and you're wondering, so what's the process on the reverse side of that? What do you do after you say, I'm sorry? Now, I work with a lot of people who are struggling in relationships. That's one of the the groups of people that I work with. And the people who are struggling in a relationship, I give them an opportunity of apologizing, In fact, to have a formula for an apology letter that lets people move through the process of helping a spouse find a place to release the pain. That's the process of apologizing is allowing the person to release the pain. Now, here's the thing that's very important. Apology is very separate from forgiveness. They are disconnected. In fact, the process of apologizing, the process of forgiving, the process of reconciliation and trusting are four separate pieces. You can apologize for something and the other person not forgive you. Someone can forgive you even if you never apologize. Reconciliation is a secondary choice. After you forgive somebody, you may decide to reconcile. Some people even reconcile without ever forgiving, not recognizing that it's going to get in the way later on. And finally, trusting. If somebody has done something that has hurt you, you may decide not to trust. Then there are people who repeatedly trust. And so those four pieces are completely separate processes. Since I've already covered the forgive process in the book, The Forgive Process, I want to talk about what happens when you move to uh, apologize, to take responsibility for your actions. Now, the difference between forgiving and apologizing is often you've got to find the starting point. Let's say that you're kind of a normal person who has gone through life, probably doing some things and hurting some others that you haven't really been willing to accept and acknowledge. That would be all of us because we all make mistakes in life and sometimes we're not aware of the damage that's caused. More than that, there are times when we do something and we don't want to notice the pain it caused. So we make an excuse for it. We talk about that other person misunderstanding or mistaking, that other person taking um, the meaning from that that's not there of somebody assuming the worst of us rather than the best of us. And so we can go on and on walking through life 
hurting people, causing damage, and not being able to recognize how that happens. This is part of the process that I encourage people to do as they're writing that apology letter for spouses to sit back and ask the question, what have I done where I've hurt my spouse and maybe I'm not fully aware of it? Now, I'll tell you a little secret about that apology letter. The biggest benefit is to the person who's apologizing. A, they get to identify where they need to grow and B, they get to step into responsibility for that. Sometimes the person they write the apology letter for never reads it, never even looks at it. That doesn't mean it's wasted because it's an opportunity for us to step into our responsibility. So let's talk about these steps. There are six steps to walking through what do you do to get to the end. The first one is to identify. The reason that is the first one is because we do tend to uh, kind of shade our eyes and put the blinders on and miss the places where we have caused the pain. So we have to spend some time identifying the places where we've done the hurt. To be able to have some recollection of times when people have somehow shown us hurt that we discarded is important in this process. So I suggest that people sit down and think through the places where maybe they know that they did something, they just don't want to admit to it. Maybe they want to blame somebody else, but they recognize that they played a bigger role. Because when we step into the place of identifying the places where we've hurt others, we have already taken a huge leap. This is the biggest, hardest step of the whole process because we have to be true to ourselves. We have to listen to that inner voice saying, where have I fallen short? Where have I caused damage? And let me say that this isn't a place for you to say, look at what a bad person I am. Because I have a core belief that people do the best they can where they are. This is not the same as that people are at their optimum, that people are always working, operating at their best, but that we do the best we can where we are. And when we do the best we can where we are, sometimes we do things that aren't the best, that aren't the, the most helpful for other people, and we need to be able to, to identify those places, to recognize those places where we've caused harm. So the first step is not to get to a place where you're feeling bad about yourself as much as identifying the places where you might have caused harm in the past and recognize that you have to take some uh, steps to mediate that, to help that. Which leads us to the second step, which is to accept responsibility, to be able to identify those places and accept responsibility. Now, let me be clear about what it means to accept responsibility. It doesn't mean to say, I am completely and totally at fault for everything that's gone wrong in my life. I'm the bad guy here. It's all my bad. It's the place where you say, where did I fall short? How do I need to step into something better? How do I need to uh, work to my higher self? Accepting responsibility is to accept your responsibility for your role in those situations that you've identified. For some people, that's a very painful realization. As couples are writing their apology letters, for many, that's a very painful time of awareness. It brings a rawness to ourselves because it's holding up a mirror and saying, wow, look where I have hurt other people. You've identified the places where you've hurt those people. Now you've accepted responsibility. The next step is to apologize, to write a heartfelt or say a heartfelt apology to the other person. 
Now, a couple of things about that apology. We don't apologize if it hurts somebody. We apologize for our actions. Many times we hear those political kind of apologies of saying, you know, if you took it that way, I apologize. If it somehow hurt your feelings, I apologize. If that bothered you, I apologize. The other thing I often hear people say is, I would like to apologize, which is different than saying, I'm sorry, I apologize. And so in the apology, it needs to come from a responsibility for our actions. I did this and I apologize. Now, as you're apologizing, there is one caution I want to give you, and that is to make sure that when you're apologizing, you're stating what you did, not why you did it. You're telling the person what your actions were, not why. The reason is because when we tell them what we've done, they can identify that for themselves and see the responsibility taken. The why is your attempt to explain it, right? And the difference between an explanation and an excuse is simply whether you're saying it or hearing it. When somebody steps into the whys of why they acted, they are really trying to bring an understanding to the other person, but what it sounds like isn't an excuse. So be very careful that as you're describing what you did, that you stick with the what and not the why. When somebody says, why did you do that? You can say, I was not operating at my best self, but I have to be responsible for that action and I apologize for it. So after we apologize, what happens? Because see, for many people, that's where it stops. An apology is the external step one. The first two steps are internal. The next step is external, meaning we're moving it from our own accepting responsibility to offering the apology to the other person, which brings to the next piece. Don't pressure for forgiveness. Whenever we're trying to get something from the apology, we've moved from our place of apology and we're trying to feel better. Many times people pressure the other person to forgive them. That's for the other person to decide. That's not for us to force. So many times I'll have somebody who will write an apology letter and then they'll go back to the person and say, hey, do you forgive me? And what they're trying to do is relieve their pain. They're also trying to relieve the other person's pain, but that's not within their capacity in that moment. And so they're operating from a place of wanting to feel better about where they've been. And my suggestion is you let it sit, that the other person has to choose whether they're going to move to forgiveness or not. That's on the other person. At the point when you apologize, you've done your end on that part, because there's a next piece. I believe that apologies are best followed with amends. 12-step program, uh, most 12-step programs have a place where you make amends to somebody else where it is possible. It's part of the 12 steps. You accept your own responsibility for the actions, and then you make amends. That might be an apology letter. For many people, that's all you can do at that point. But for some people, they actually need to do something, clean up a mess. They may have to take financial responsibility or otherwise take responsibility for the hurt and pain they've caused, for the damage they've caused. Sometimes that is going and fixing something 
by paying or by actually putting in the labor of doing the work to fix whatever's been injured, been hurt. Making amends is a critical part because if you apologize, but you haven't tried to make up whatever it is, there can still be some left resentments over the fact that the person who was hurt is the one who has to deal with it. Years ago, I had a couple that came in and they, a family came in and there had been a family disturbance and the, the person who uh, had, had suffered the, the, the emotional hurt was going to therapy. And the person who caused the emotional hurt said, I don't see where I have anything I can do for amends. And I said, how about paying for the therapy? How about taking on the fact that while you didn't stop and you couldn't now stop the emotional pain, you can help in the healing? That would be a way of making amends. At one point, I had a teenager go and clean up the yard of somebody that he had destroyed out of anger. And so he spent the time making amends by cleaning up the mess he had made. Those are amends. Sometimes we realize that there's nothing we can do. Maybe it happened too long ago, or if we were to do that, it would open up too many uh, detriments, not for the person who would be making the amends, but for the other person. And in that place, we have to recognize that an apology may be as far as we can go. But when we can make amends, we do a couple of things. We actually truly take on responsibility for what damage our actions have caused We've proven our apology and we've stepped into a new place of wanting to repair, which leads to our next step. Step number five is change. I believe that anytime we make an apology, if we don't change, we negate the apology. If I say, I'm sorry that I called you names only to call you names again, I'm not really sorry enough to have made any change. If we do something that creates pain and we apologize for it only to repeat it, we've only demonstrated that the apology was to get ourselves off the hook, not to have anything different. Change happens because we recognize that what we did was damaging and that what we did caused pain and we choose not to do that again by changing who we are in those situations. You see, I believe that we all make mistakes. That's just part of life. But when we repeat a mistake, it's no longer a mistake. At that point, we're making a choice. And if we're not careful, it becomes a habit. And so part of change is looking for the mistakes we've made that maybe have become repeated mistakes and even have become habits and decide that that's not the way we want life to go. And so we make a shift. We choose to the new place. We choose to step into a new life, a new capacity, a new chance for moving forward. So we have to change when we've apologized. Otherwise, it's not really an apology. It's just a statement to get ourselves off the hook. Once we made that change, then we can invite, and this is the last stage, to invite for something different in our lives. Maybe it's invite somebody to have a new relationship with us. Maybe it's to invite somebody to join us in this process of healing. Maybe it's to invite new people into our lives to operate in new ways. Notice I didn't say make, I said invite. Let's say that you've apologized to somebody. You can't make them reconcile with you, but you can invite reconciliation. You can never force somebody to move beyond that next place, but the invitation is the capacity you have. 
So maybe you've done all these steps. You've identified where you fell short and you've accepted responsibility. You've apologized. You've made amends. You've made a change. At that point, you can then invite, not make, but invite the person to reconnect with you. When we follow those steps, not only are we able to, but the other person is able to move forward in a different way. The important part is at the end of this that we're able to release it for ourselves. Once we get to that end, we're able to say, I've taken responsibility for that action and I'm going to release myself from what I did. This is the place where we almost move into self-forgiveness, letting go of it for ourselves. When we invite something new into our lives, we're saying, I'm not going to be held captive by that old stuff because I've taken responsibility and made the changes. Sometimes when we do things wrong, we want to kind of skip to that last part where we just let it go. Let it be in the background. Let it go away. But the only way to truly do that is to go through the steps to clean up the mess, to take responsibility for the mess, to make amends, to make the apologies, to make the invitation and then to move forward in life. If this has been helpful, if this has been a way for you to figure out how to move forward in the steps and the the mistakes of your life, I hope you'll share this. You can always leave a great review um, at wherever you're getting this podcast. If it's on Apple, Apple has a place in the podcast app for you to leave a review. If you're on Android, the same thing in whatever app you're listening to this. And if you want to share it with somebody, just give them the link and let them Uh, listen to that and learn new ways. Now, I want to caution you. (laughs) If what you're doing is sharing with somebody because you want them to apologize to you, don't do that. That ends up being a bit of a game. But if you think it might be helpful that you know that somebody is suffering through the mistakes, share it with them. Let them know how to do that. And if you think you might need some help with how to move forward and how to release that pain, please check out the forgive process. You can learn more at the forgiveprocess.com. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to build a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.